Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I might chip out, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Angle Pick Pod. Angle Pickers, welcome back. UFC 286 this week from London, England. We are one man down from our normal studio audience. And I am joined with Reese today. Reese, welcome on in. What up? I'm welcome back. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we're Danny and I are flip-flopping. We're part-time hosts now. Dan, too well to attend today. Um, <laughs> licking the wounds of Piotr Jan from last week. Yeah, that was tough. That was tough. And I couldn't come on here. I will admit there is a screenshot floating around of a group me message of me saying that I think Jan's going to win. So I can't bash him too hard. But my boy Marab prevails. Well, did you bet Marab? Or did you I, bet? Or so I, I just didn't bet either. I just kind of laid off, but I, I, you've got your hooks in on Marab just from the card game. Yeah. I just, I, just, I, I love Marab. I think he's hilarious. Like I'm a big Marab fan, but what I would have said last week was Aljo stuff or Piotr stuff, 20 of 22 takedowns for Aljo. Aljo is better top pressure than Marab. So I thought it was going to be a, a, a more valiant effort from Piotr. So tough stuff. Um, so we'll do a quick recap. Then I'll kick it to you for news and notes. Um, cool. I know, and a couple system plays, and then we'll we'll talk through this week's cards, see if there's any casual leans or any, I'm going to call myself the sharp, sharp leans. Uh, well, so Carlson Harris beat Jared Gooden. Only reason why I'm mentioning it is because Carlson Harris was in a ton of my parlays. Jared Gooden is just not UFC level. Lost to much lesser talent than Carlson Harris. So that one felt pretty free. And super short notice for Gooden. And like, yeah, a couple of days. So that one felt pretty free. That felt good to hit. It was a dominating unanimous decision. Didn't have anything on Bruno Silva or Tyson Nam, but I want to mention it because, yeah, bonus. 50K bonus to Bruno Silva. So is this another finishers bonus? No, it isn't. Just no. normal two, two performance bonuses, one fight of the night. Cool. Then this, so Lipsky Aldridge, I want to mention too, because of science. So how did the science and alternate science work this week? Only one women's fight this week, and so science, okay. I don't know. Danny mentioned last week that just Aldridge doesn't deserve in any circumstance no. to have a three in front of her name, and yeah, no. I, th- I don't think either of us played it, but... I actually had a, I actually had a quarter unit on Lipsky, mainly because I put quarter units on science. The other thing, too, is when Lipsky came into the UFC, she was, like, really highly touted. Like, everyone was really excited, and I think she dropped her uh, debut fight to, like, jojo calderwood or something dumb but uh yeah so that one felt kind of free but women's science prevails our boy tony gravely fell slightly short from victor henry split decision you watched that for him what's up i definitely wouldn't have had my scorecard for tony unfortunately yeah i i think it was a hell of a fight you know it was close game this is this is Time and time again, we see Tony Gravely in there, and certainly not to make excuses or anything, but he has shown, even in, even when he's outmatched, he makes for interesting fights. Yeah, 
he gave he although he lost, he pushed it to Victor Henry. He pushed it to uh Boshrat. Like he's like you said, he's he's he belongs, he definitely belongs in the UFC. I guess my question for you is and you watch this fight, yeah? Yep. What what would you do if you're Tony's corner? Like what what is he because I scored it for Tony, but I wasn't upset that it went for Victor. I realized I had my own biases. Is it a pressure thing, a volume thing? Because Victor Henry, no disrespect to him, but he ain't it. Um, he's no world beater, you know? Right. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's tough because he was outstruck on the feet. Yep. He went for, it looks like, 17 takedowns. I, I knew it was a lot. And even when he got the two, three that he officially got a takedown on, it just he wasn't able to do enough on the ground. Um, My only thought process, and this might be unrealistic, but is for him to go to uh, flyweight. If he don't get there, I'm interested. Yeah, because it feels like the five five sixty nine inch reach is what's killing him. Yep, he, it's so hard for him to close these distance, and he keeps getting Basharat, Henry. Um, There's just some big cats at one thirty five. Just so much bigger. They're just so much longer. But again, I, I'm not in his position where I can't even imagine how hard it is for him to already get to 35. So I'm sure he's not looking forward to to 40 or to 25. But yeah, I, I he seems like a tweener. So I'm hoping he can he can redirect this ship because obviously he's one of our favorites. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy in and out. Let's see what else I wanted to talk about. Oh, so uh, Fremd beat up on Cedric Dumas. Only reason why that's sub. Yeah. The reason why that's great is because Dumas is apparently in a, gets in a shitload of legal trouble. Not the best guy. So shout out Fremd. I think a lot of people were excited about that. I was totally off on Fremd after watching him lose to Treshawn Gore and get caught. Yep. But I guess... I talked it through with Danny last week too, even while we were just previewing this one. And Friend was winning a lot of that Treshawn Gore fight. Uh, so he was. Yeah, he was. He and he even said too, like what he's shown in the UFC, the 0 and 2 thus far, is just not him. And he, he yeah. was very adamant about that. He he said it multiple times that 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 was not a good representation of him. He's a different, he's a different beast than that. So I was ready to bet Dumas and Danny talked me out of it. I'm glad he did. Yep. Yeah. Dumas ain't it either. Dumas looked like shit. Yeah. Okay. David Grant subbed. What's up? You know who didn't look like shit? David Grant. David Grant. Yeah. David Grant. Yeah. Well deserved. I don't want to say he even didn't look like shit because he was losing that entire fight until the third round. So he got that inverse triangle. Yeah. Yeah. So he got the inverted triangle with just. 17 seconds left, knocked a Sun Tzu clean out. Sun Tzu then proceeded to retire, which is good and bad news. He had a great career. He's over that 40 hump, so hopefully he has a good post-retirement. But it, winning two rounds on Davy Grant shows that he, the 41 or 40-year-old is still pretty game. So That was a bad I, beat for you guys on a Sun Tzu plus money. Yeah. Yep, yep. That was a sketchy line with Grant because – Every fight a Sunsell's had against Victor Henry, the last couple, he's all been he's been plus three, four hundred every time. So when Davy Grant came in at minus one forty, it's like, yeah, that was a bad beat. I'm glad I laid off. Carl Williams 
I had some money down on Carl Williams taking on uh, Lukas Brzezki. And Carl Williams is just a prospect that I like a lot. He's really, really big um, for his size. Very, very strong and works in, you know, he, he he's more well-rounded than I think a lot of people give him credit for. So a couple of 10 eights in there. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was just a dominant performance and I have a buddy shout out Kevin. What up, Kevin? I don't know if you're listening, but he had a huge bet out on Carl Williams and he, he tipped me off and, I dug a little deeper into this one and, and it, he definitely fit the part. So Carl Williams is definitely on the watch list for a guy trains at ATT, very well-rounded, good pressure wrestling, strong. He's a guy that we're going to want to back in the future. Victor P- Petrino uh, beats Anton Tricali via unanimous decision. Pretty one-sided. I thought I was a little disappointed. Super raw from Petrino. I couldn't yeah, but- how many, like both these guys got their shots in for sure. This one yeah, actually of the night, 50K both ways. Really? Yep. See, it was really sloppy. I guess they want the sloppy action-packed fights to be fight of the night. Because, like, I wasn't impressed by either of these guys. And I actually would go as far as to say that I was unimpressed by Turkali, a guy who showed in the Almeida fight, I know it only lasted a round, but that he, was, that he could somewhat defend the pressure. He was able to get up. It was a better um, he, part of a round. It was a good, it was a good, you know, four and a half. Minutes. Yeah, it looked good. It looked like he knew the knowledge of what he was doing. This fight that kind of went out the window the might have been. Might as well have gassed himself in the first and. Wild Kali, game plan. Kali couldn't take advantage. Yeah, wild game plan. The whole thing was wild. I guess it is deserving fighter than I, I don't know. But wild one. I got one back. My bad beat on a sun salad. Good, good thankful win on Petrino. Mm, to Petrino, I actually like that play. We'll run through a couple more quick. So Mario Batista, he was minus 900, beats up on Guido Canetti. Nothing special. I, I didn't ride this one. If anything, I'd be on Gennetti because I don't believe anyone should be minus 900 or 1,000. We've seen it fail too many times. But great performance by Batista. Continues to be an underrated kid. He's very talented. Said Nurmagomedov beats Jonathan Martinez or loses Jonathan Martinez. And I, and I was going to say, so a lot of people around there are saying this was a really bad score. What do you think? I, to be totally honest, I was watching on mute and I didn't. No worries. I, w- I was just watching the fight and I thought there was no possible way. I had a bet on Martinez, like yeah. plus 190. And yep. I was I was watching the hands being raised and I, I, I was basically checked out. I thought there was no chance. And you know what? Martinez was game the whole way. He, he, he's a high level striker. I just believe he lost. I had money on Martinez too. So God bless. Yeah. My question to you, worst decision, this Jonathan Martinez one or the Patty Pimlet one over Jared Gordon? That has to be way worse. <laughs> I really don't think – I think that's the worst that we've seen and the worst that we will see. In a very long – there's no way it wasn't rigged. I, I don't know how it could be. All right, three more quick ones. Two of them are finishes. One of them was a dominant performance, so let's get to it. Nikita Krylov subs Ryan Spann, triangle choke, one minute. Disappointing and outing from Spann. Form. Yeah, disappointing outing from Span, a guy who was looking like he was on the trajectory to rise, fell short. Krylov's, I mean, Krylov's, as far as like a well-rounded, high IQ fighter goes, he he he's experienced. So hopefully Ryan Span just continues to drill in the gym, not give up on himself. He's a freak athlete. Krylov is just really good performance. This one needs to be discussed. Volkov. KOTKO, 
Alexander Romanov. Romanov has now dropped two straight. Tibera Volkov, a guy that was minus 700, 800 every time out, was dominating his body type twice because he went down to skinny Romanov and then went back to kind of the chunkier 265, yep. cutting to 265 Romanov, and that didn't work. He got he got one strike off this whole fight. I I don't I was sh- I, I Romanov's a guy that I pinned as a potential contender, and, and Volkov, now you said is a point fighter his whole career. And now I think he's going to be – look, if you look at the Blades-Volkov fight and then you look at the Romanov-Volkov fight, it's, it shows you the different levels that this division actually is starting to have. So, I don't know. I don't know what Romanov does here. This was tough. This was a tough scene. I will not lie. I was kind of ready to, like, chalk up the Romanov loss to Tybura to, like, elevation, being in Salt Lake mm-hmm. City, whatever, like – you know, just weird stuff. And to get de- demolished in this fashion by Volkov, I'm just kind of like, I'm scratching my head yeah. now. No, because the first round was a 10-8 for Romanov. That's how he got that one draw. Yep. So he, I it was the same boat. Um, this was really bad. And then Marab, dominant, dominant, 40-45 uh, decision over Piotr Jan. Piotr Jan got oh, nothing talking off. about how many takedown attempts when you said 50. Yeah. I, hey, I, think, I think the number was 49. But that's that. That's the thing that's awesome about Marab is in round four and round five, he actually looked as fresh as he did in round one and two. He He's a guy that has cardio like nothing I've ever seen before. It's truly remarkable. And, you know, people are going to see – I see a lot of hate on him and Aljo and even the Bantamweight division. But, dude, Marab is – is game. Marab is talented. I, I don't know how this is going to work out between him and Aljo for the title, but Marab you deserves You think he's got to stop through Sean O'Malley first, or do you think that they're going to go right to that? They won't make that. There's no they way Marab... Oh, wait, wait. I'm also getting way ahead of myself because we got Cejudo first anyway. But, but but let's just say, let's just say Aljo wins. Zero chance Marab fights Aljo. Zero. They're best friends, training partners, same gym, taught each other. They both teach each other everything. There's no way. It would not happen. It wouldn't happen. I don't know. I mean, I, you know this better than I do. It won't happen. Robstan, but I, you don't think that they can compete with each other, even though being best friends, like there's, there's a lot of respect involved, I get, but I still think they'd be able to compete. Even if you could say that with two random people, like two other training partners, Marab and Aljo will not. All right. Time will tell. No, they will not. Clip this chat. Clip this chat. They will not. All right. all right, kick it over news and notes. It was a decent fight card all around, a couple good finishes, so I'm not complaining. I, you know what? I really enjoyed the card. It was, yeah, it was a good card. How about just the fact that there's – we got, you know, a couple thousand fans in the Virgin Hotel Theater. You know, it's awesome. it, was, it was in Vegas. It was very doable for the UF, for the promotion as a whole, and we got fans in the building. No reason yep, to yep. be – I agree. It was absolutely awesome. All right. Um, when Dan makes his return, we'll have him – eating sour grapes on Piotr Jan and reevaluating. I don't know if we should do that. Dan, (laughs) for everyone, for all our fans out there, send Dank Wager some love. He is is not recovering well from this uh, Piotr Jan bloodbath that we saw on Saturday. First, first it's – who did Jan get smoked? First, it's O'Malley on the controversial decision. Now it's Marab. It's not going well for him. 
And it was the DQ against Aljo, which that was bad. I mean, you can't obviously blame Jan, Jan for that, but that's that's one that you leave with not knowing the what the best of Jan is. I mean, we that pivotal moments in UFC history that have changed the trajectory of people's career, that has got to be like the one one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, let's get through some news and notes items. Um, all right. So USADA released mm-hmm. a statement this week specific to McGregor. Yep. And noted that there are no special treatment, whatever. Two tests, six months in the testing pool. Yep. Absolutely necessary before fighting. Yep. He's not McGregor is not currently in the testing pool. They don't have a meeting set up with him. Apparently, that when you come out of retirement, quote unquote, they have a meeting set up to establish the fact that you're in the pool and they don't have that on the calendar. Yeah. Just all the way to September if he's in it tomorrow. I, so there's a lot of this one. well, there's a lot of speculating, and let's just call a spade a spade. This is what it is. He's using steroids or some type of steroids to get up to 170, stay at 170, and recover from his injury. And so he's he's got to flush that out of his system. And so him and his team are working until it's out of his system or or how long he wants to push it until he gets back into the testing pool. Because once he gets in the testing pool, he's not going to mess around with it. Chandler's a big 170. He's going to want to be big. I, my guess is this gets delayed maybe even into early 2024. It's a guess. It's, it's a chance, guess. But, like, they're already done taping tough. We are, we got those finals matchups that are ready to go probably by International Fight Week. Is that confirmed? Like, tough's done taping. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's, it's a weird situation. Maybe coaches won't fight. Maybe it's the delayed coaches fight. Maybe. Nah. They won't delay airing it because then you're getting in everyone else's. Yeah, no way. You're ruining everyone else's career. That's weird. I don't know. You would think you would think Dana would have thought ahead of this, but Dana's making some questionable moves these days. Well, I, I mean, I'm thinking ahead. Obviously, it's tough to. Well, you could just do you could just do the, the ratings. They're going to get on top because McGregor is a, is a. No, coach. what I'm it, saying is thinking ahead is good enough just, to push the fight. You could have just delayed tough to the second half of the year. What he's going to do now is this prediction. What he's going to do now is this. He's just going to delay the the tough finale. So basically, he's going to air the season of tough, and then when McGregor Chandler fight, the card will have everyone from tough fighting on it. That's what they're going to do. All right, proceed. We're speculating on nonsense. I think they're still going to get the tough finals on the international. Yeah, finals. you do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. How about Alistair Overeem in the news? Suspended for a year by Glory. For what? Uh, failed drug, drug test. Uberim is back. So you might be a little too new school, but back in the day, Overeem was nicknamed Uberim. And the reason why is because he was so fucking juiced to the gills. It was, it was undeniable by anyone. So yeah, I guess he was off it for a while, probably because of USADA. Um, he is back to Uberim. I'm all for it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Shout out Uber Eve. Um, John Jones tweeting up a storm this week. It sounds like Stipe is kind of holding up that July International Fight Week date. Okay. Do you know why? No. It's, it's all speculation and it's all coming out of John Jones' camp. So I don't even want to put too much light on it. But it sounds like it's not happening in International Fight Week, which is too bad. But I think I said it even like the week following his win over uh, 
gone. We're getting John Jones for the first time in three years. I'd be shocked if we got him twice in four months. I stand by it. So the only reason why I slightly disagree with that statement, the only reason why is because he signed a new six fight deal. And so I think he's going to attempt to work through that deal. That, that just seems like the logic to me, the way I would go about it is you would try to, you know, fight through that deal as fast as you can. Um, Cause six fights is a lot. You don't want to extend that over six, seven. You know what I mean? You want to fight at least two, three times a year. I'm just, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not convinced we're getting all six of those fights, no matter what the contract says. John Jones is a tough guy to book. Yep. Fair. Um, all right. Here's a really fun one. Hit me. Uh, we're on to some fight announcements. Let's do it. This is a main event, April 29th. Mm-hmm. Location TBD, but it's not a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Five rounds for Armin Sarukian and Hanato Moikano. Saw this. And this is one I wanted to bring up to you. I think we need to get on this one early for line purposes. Yep. Because the sooner you can get on arm in the Moicano's game, Moicano's a beast, but if RDA, oh, a 155 tweener could keep him down, hold him down and and ground and pound him, Armin's going to dismantle him. Well, this, as soon as I can get both you and Dan on the same link here, we'll we'll get that one out. I I I don't think there's a line yet for it, but Let's start no, there. No, no, no. We're a ways away. When, when was uh, that book for again? April 29th. So it's only in a okay. month and a half. Okay. Drew Dober, Matt Frivola, UFC 288, New Jersey. That's May 6th. Yeah. I mean, dude, both those guys are game to scrap. I see uh, <laughs> Matt Frivola. Good good Twitter follow-up, you don't, but he's Twitter sourcing Steam his, his game plan. He's like, oh, I'm going to. I'm going to, do I stand and bang question mark? So we'll see. But Dober's always game for an exciting fight. If, if I said name a, a boring Dober fight, you won't be able to name one. So that'll be the same pay-per-view card that Aljo Cejudo have just been officially confirmed for. But I know we've talked about that one and set a spread for that one. Cool. Um, Kaikara France and Amir Albazi. That is June 3rd. Yeah, that's another one. Amir's going to put it to him. I think that's not, I, I don't think that's going to be a fight. You, you love Amir Albazi. Very talented. Um, all right. This is less official news, but Ilya Toporia throwing eyeballs around, tweeting about July 8th, which is International Fight Week. So we don't have an opponent or anything, but oh, hoping to get Ilya Toporia on International Fight Week coming up here in just a few months. Um, one that I think that we do have for International Fight Week, Bo Nickel Treshawn Gore, confirmed by Gore's Instagram. Okay. That's new to me. You do you think Gore's on a on a, a tight leash here? Because Bo Nichols not a line I would sign if if you're a fight away from getting cut. I don't think he is. I think that okay. he's got tough working for him. He had a good finish against friend that's aging even better with friend okay. looking like a tin can. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, that that because that's my only concern because Pickett got sent to the fucking slaughterhouse. Pickett was on his way to the slaughter before he signed. Yeah, I know. Line. I'm just saying, like it, 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 it's an interesting sign. But yeah, I mean, okay, Bo Nickel minus eleven hundred. Let's keep it moving. Last one. Um, also, International Fight Week. Yair mm-hmm. and Volk targeted for one forty five belt. So it sounds like Volk oh, might awesome. be at one forty or awesome. Yeah, one forty five again. Awesome, Volk. Anyone That's exactly who doesn't, what you have been hoping for. I know that we talked about yeah. this. 
Any anyone who doesn't like Volk and doesn't respect him as a champ is someone that I don't trust. And and because he he literally always does the right thing. Goes up to fifty five. I'm sure he could have gotten a rematch if he wanted to. He's not going to hold he up. What? He still might get a rematch. Yeah, but he's not going to hold up fifty five. He's not going to hold up forty five. He's going to fight Yair. He's going to unify his belt. I love it. Another just double common common Volkanovski W. So I didn't see if any kind of commission gave him any issue. Like a C, I know they often get like six month whatevers, and this would be inside six months international fight week after that February matchup. Yeah, it's it's all suspensions are all dependent on what happens. So because Volk didn't get finished, six month is usually for like a knockout or a finish. My guess is he probably got like a a a, a couple week ninety day or something. Mm-hmm. Probably less. Fair enough. Um, that's it. That's all news. Cool. And that's a great news and notes session. Thank you, um, yeah, that was very good. That was very good. All right. Um, why don't I tee you up for UFC 286? Because you won't have the natural banter of Dan coming back at you. Okay. Um, well, this, this, and as much as I love Dan, and, and don't get it twisted, I love Dan. But this is going to be a very, I'm, I'm excited for this dynamic because. I like getting the side of someone who knows the headlines, who knows a lot of the 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 bigger names or or some of like the the more talented prospects. So I'm excited to see where your instant leans are, where your instant like, oh, I'm leaning here to see if we differ because those are usually those can be the winners when when we disagree. So what 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 are, what are we thinking? Talk to me. Um, all right, well, let's set the stage a little bit. We have 286 live from the O2 Arena, London, England. That is this Saturday, tomorrow, actually. We're, we're, we're running late here, obviously. But Do you know what else is tomorrow, Kobe? Your birthday. It is my birthday. It is. Fucking birthday. buried the lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That's, that's the big news. It is my birthday. I'm, become, I'm getting more gray hairs, becoming slightly older. And if I'm a negative capper tomorrow... I might retire next to Dan. So that's tough. <laughs> I was still a little bit raw. Uh, <laughs> this is a 6 p.m. local prelim start, 10 p.m. local, and that's local London. So we're talking mm-hmm. noon central time prelims, 4 p.m. central time main card. Tell me, tell me that's not the story of my life. Seriously, tell me that's not the story of my life. Happy all I Reese. want. Fights all, all day, want... basketball all day. Nothing really overlapping with your Kansas game. I'm gonna be forced to go to the fucking bar. That's what's gonna end up happening because there's no late night UFC fights. Fuck. Um, all right, let's get right in. We yeah, have let's talk. first fight on prelims women's flyweight bout Juliana Miller, her second career UFC fight, and Veronica Hardy. So, you, I got good news for you here. So, Veronica Hardy, you're familiar with Dan Hardy, yeah? I am familiar. This is his wife, I'm pretty sure. Uh, she just changed her last name to Hardy, and I know Dan is is cornering her, so I'm 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 pretty confident in that I'm going to say ninety five percent. Here's the deal: Veronica Hardy, phenomenal jujitsu, very good arm bars, can work off that well. Juliana Miller, though, is a high pressured killer. Be killed. I think that if you are someone who like likes maybe to be contrarian, the under here could work in your favor. I think both of their paths to victory are finishes. But, yeah, I, I think that, it, it, like, it's tough because I, I always 
lean science. Um, but I think well, this Juliana, one's an alternate science range. This one's up. Juliana Miller is a bigger favorite. Than that almost makes me like it more because the alternate science usually have big time names. And I don't know if one dominant performance by Juliana Miller warrants that she's still very, very raw. Um, so I, I think, I think I probably, I, I, the way I'll say is this 50, 50, I'm taking Juliana Miller at this price point And these, this percentages, I, I lean hardy. I think the under could be a play too. Lightweight bout your small favorite Ludovic Klein and Jai Herbert. Yeah, this one's interesting. So somebody tipped me off. What's his, I want to remember his Twitter. Uh, Gordo Gambles, phenomenal follow, uh, good YouTube channel. So he he tipped me off to a lean on this because I had a similar lean to him. So the, these guys are both phenomenal strikers. Ludovic put it to Mason Jones, a guy that we love a lot. Uh, Jai Herbert is a guy who is really, really good uh, kickboxer, uh, good stand-up fighter. He he dropped Ilya Tapuria, which is not an easy feat by any means. He beat uh, Francisco Trinaldo for two rounds until he got finished. But that's the big thing right there, until he got finished. Trinaldo finished him with an overhand left. Uh, Ilya Tapuria finished him with a right hook, I believe is off a counter. So what's really interesting here is Jai Herbert's chin is in question and he's 34 years old. He's been kickboxing and boxing for a very, very long time. Ludovic on the other hand is, is a guy who can mix in wrestling. He's very, very strong for his size, but he, he, he also can strike. And so I think technically Jai Herbert's going to be a little bit better. He could edge out the scorecard. I, I, and so the Gordo gambles lean that I, I was a huge fan of was uh, if you're going to bet this fight, maybe do Ludovic Klein by finish. Exactly. Uh, the by f- You can do it on DraftKings, and it's it's called a finish-only prop. And what it is is it's like if the fight ends in any other – let's say it's a, a, oh, gotcha. a decision. It's, a, it's KO only. Finish only. Or I meant KO only. KO only. Okay, gotcha. And so what it is is like let's say it's a submission win. It doesn't count. Let's say – so on DraftKings, they have finish- market. Yeah, only market essentially. But anyways, good lean. But yeah, I, I, I like. I, I personally think I like the side of Jai Herbert. It's a hometown fight for him, and it's plus one sixty. So I think fifty fifty again. I'm on Ludovic, but at the price, it's hard not to be on the dog there. All right, we've got a women's flyweight bout next up. Skip hard. Skip dogger pass. I, I, I got. I got nothing. I mean, Luana Carolina is a ma- massive size, but but hasn't shown me that she can put it together. And Joanne Calderwood was a good, or Joanne Wood now was a girl who she's been around for a while, was on tough and she, she's got a good camp, but she's looked extremely finishable her last two fights. And she, she's high enough level where she, this should be free pickings for her. But at this stage in her career, I have zero confidence in that. Just do not touch this thing. Go get a beer. Luana Carolina is smack dab in the middle of that women's science range. That's the only thing I'll add there. What, what, uh, what is it? What is it? I don't, I don't even know the 150 line. 150 range. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 if you're laying Joanne Wood as a minus 170, you're honestly truly a, 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 the boldest. You have a nuts of steel. Um, so, yeah, it's dogger pass, but I definitely lean towards the pass. Jake Hadley, a big favorite over Malcolm Gordon. Yeah. Flyweight, minus 400 range, Hadley. Yeah. I mean, 400 is untouchable. 
And it's unfortunate because I'm someone who's been a perennial Malcolm Gordon fade. The Amir Bazi, obviously, Amir Bazi is a phenomenal, phenomenal jiu-jitsu practitioner. Malcolm Gordon is kind of a sub or bus guy. Sumudergi knocked him out almost instantaneously. And obviously, the, the, the big header was that 50K bonus he got for that Denise Bondar broken arm verbal submission. It was, it was brutal. And he survived three rounds of Muhammad Makayev. That, that, this is Malcolm Gordon we're talking about. But I, I've never been overly impressed. And Jake Hadley's a guy, another hometown guy, a guy who's significantly more well-rounded. Malcolm Gordon's going to be sub or bust. Hadley can mix it up on the feet. Hadley can work the clinch. Hadley even has some offensive wrestling in his own right. So he, he, the line's a little steep. I wouldn't lay the line. What I would lay if, if I had to pick was maybe the under. Because Gordon has proven to be extremely, extremely finishable. And he also is going to be finish or dead. Kill or be killed. Uh, let's see. So these are his. These are his. Lost Muhammad Makayev, armbar. Beats Dennis Bondar, armbar. Decision, then punch, triangle choke, rear naked choke, armbar, Kimura, punches. I mean, he's either gets finished or finishes. So if the under's a good price... Any shot you have it close to you right now? I can pull it up. Under one and a half is kind of gross. Um, yeah, maybe maybe under two and a half, minus one sixty could be a, a lean. But I, I think you lay off this one. No, no strong conviction either way. Um. All right, Christian Duncan making yep. his appearance for the UFC at middleweight. At middleweight against. Guy who's definitely been a little up and down over the last what five six fights in his UFC career, but Dusko Todorovic, yeah, Duncan is a moderate favorite in minus two twenty range. Yeah, I actually like Duncan here, and it's really really rare for me to like somebody who is making their UFC debut. It's a very years old Cage Warriors, twenty seven years old. Look at you, you're a beast. You know that, but he has a really really long amateur record um very very long uh and and he's been fighting in cage wars the local promotion for a very long time amateur and professionally and so he's he's no he's not so raw to the big stage he has a very lengthy record the other thing too about dusto dusko is he's someone who i've always thought is well-rounded i've always actually honestly been very he was someone that i had high conviction for but he just cannot get out of his own way. He, he has very, very, very bad striking defense. Uses head movement. And at this weight class, man, if someone gets that left hook on you, he, he, he keeps his chin in the air. It's, it's hard to watch. I, I think this will be Duncan's fight to lose because I think that he's going to be able to finish him on the feet, but also... I think he's going to lead the dance. I really do. From all the tape I watched, I I really feel like he's going to lead the dance. He's the hometown guy, hometown crowd, undefeated prospect. I I like Dusko. I I think this is a tough draw for him. I I have a good feeling about uh, Christian Duncan here. Um, I can see myself on Duncan. Yeah. That's one I'm going to have to circle. I like that. Um, All right. Last early prelim fight, Lerone Murphy. And the undefeated making his UFC debut, Gabriel Santos. And what's the line on that, John? Lerone Murphy minus 175 range. Yeah. So this is a pass. 
And if anything, and this is going to be a very controversial decision, but if anything, I'm on Santos here. And Lerone Murphy. Your first yeah. UFC fight going to London, fighting the hometown, Lerone Murphy, who's and undefeated. undefeated. Yeah. He's got a draw. Yeah. So the way I look at it is this. Lerone Murphy's really highly touted, and people are very, very big fans of him. He's undefeated. He's 31 years old. He's obviously the hometown guy. He lost that first round to Makwan Amir Khani before he pulled off the knee KO. I mean, he, he he lost the round. It's 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 clear. And he's never overly impressed me. I mean, he he fought an undersized Douglas De Silva de Andrade. He fought the Ricardo Hamos win was nice, but I I think that this is a tough fight for him. And I think you're paying for the home crowd. You're paying for the undefeated UFC tested guy. But on the other side, you got a Muay Thai specialist Brazilian who's fought in LFA, who's undefeated, who's coming in on short notice. And so Lerone Murphy's had little to no time to game plan for this exact fighter. He he, he was training for someone else entirely. He was going to be on this London card no matter what. I think... I think Lerone Murphy is also going to be a heavy public play. From what I'm gauging, a lot of people are on Lerone Murphy. I think there's a good opportunity to fade him. I, I mean, no disrespect to Murphy either. I'm a big fan of his, him personally, but also his, him as a fighter. I just think that I've seen, I've seen paths to victory. And Makwan demonstrated it in round one. Tukagov had, had demonstrated it multiple moments. And I think Santos are going to be able to exploit those. And so he's young. And he's he's obviously still raw, but I, I think Santos is the play. I, I will not be on Murphy. Fair enough. Um, all right. First fight of the prelims, we get Mohamed Mokayev at a ridiculous minus yeah. 900. Oh, and he's fighting Hafel Filo. Filio. Drilled it. No, he drilled it. Hafel Filo. Yeah, Filo. Filo. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, so I, I tried to tape Rafael, and there you, you obviously, everyone's, or not everyone, but he was on Contender Series. It was a, it was a decent performance. He, he's just, I mean, we all know what the problem is here. Um, and, and it's that he's facing Muhammad Makayev, a guy who probably is some of the best rush, uh, wrestling, top pressure we've seen, especially at, at this division in this weight class. Look, minus 900, I just said it with Mario Batista last time out, it's it's unbettable. I, I don't know how I'm supposed to bet it. I think you could maybe do by sub, but I don't even know what that line is. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it would be f- foolish to lay Makayev minus 850. And I think that M- Makayev by submission plus 110 might be a better route if you're committed. But yeah, I mean, Makayev is going to win. He, he is. And... And it's just a tough draw, but there's no other reads outside of that. I mean, I, I don't know if it's going to go over or under because there were points where Makayev struggled putting Gordon away, which is a red flag. But then at the same time, he talked about how he wants to start finishing people. And, you know, you saw him finish Cody Durden in under a minute. So it's like, it's really what he decides he wants to do on any given evening. So I'm laying off. If I had to pick something, it would be by sub but always a risky proposition, especially against a Brazilian. I'm just ready for Mohamed Makayev to get a real test. Seems like they threw him a tin can. 
be on this. I think you're going to be waiting. I think you're going to be waiting a while. Which sucks because I was, I took the 25 or maybe it was even 35 to one. Yeah. He, the biggest problem. You're holding the belt, obviously, but. Yeah. The big, the biggest problem and it's big is that he, the biggest problem is that he is 22 and I don't think they're trying to fast track him and potentially. Potentially. Yeah, there's, ruin a, there's, his, there's yeah. a lot of real guys at 125 on his way there. I mean, yeah. We mentioned one fight already that both guys are going to get a title shot ahead of him. That's Albazi France. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. Yeah, Makayev's keep working, keep be, keep just keep getting better. But like again, I, I don't want to see him fight for the 125 pound title when he's barely getting rid of uh Malcolm Gordon. That's all. He just needs to to continue to get octagon cage experience. And there's gonna be that. He, he's gonna dismantle this kid. All right. Next one up, Sam Patterson, 6'3" lightweight fighting against an Israeli fighter coming off the PFL, Yanal Ashmose. Yeah. Ashmose is the only it's, it's really tough because Sam Patterson's massive for lightweight. Like you kind of led six, three, but he has glaring issues from the, the little bit of film I've seen. He's not defensively sound by any means. Um, he, he has the ability because, when someone sacrifices, when someone has so much length, they sacrifice strength and to get to the weight. So I, I could see Ashmo's holding him up against the fence, maybe mixing in a couple of takedowns, landing some power punches, trying to counter. I, I think if I'm riding anything, it's Ashmo's as a dog. And Patterson will be a future fade. Um, he is the hometown guy. He is really long. I do believe they might have tried to tailor a matchup for him. Uh, Ashmalls is a guy that was hard to get film on, but he's under. He's five nine, uh, couldn't get his reach. So it, it, you got a guy who has five five percent professional fights. It, it's a beatable fight for Sam Patterson. It's a fight that he should win, but Sam Patterson should never be minus two fifty or two seventy five or three hundred, whatever he is. It, it, it's too much. He's proven little to nothing to me and I will be fading him in the future, but I, I, I probably will find myself on Ashmov this weekend. Sure. Coin flip lightweight bout between Chris Duncan and Omar Morales. Yeah. I think Omar Morales is the play here and fight not to go to decision is the play here. I actually placed an early ticket on Omar Morales. Doesn't sound like I got any, CLV based on what the line is right now. You said it's dead even 110, 110. Yep. Yeah. So I, I got Omar Morales minus 120. I, I like Omar a lot in this spot. And I'll and and here's why. Omar Morales is a guy who was he's older. He's 37. So he's he's over that hump. And he got brutally finished by Euros Medic. Um, it was it, it was a counter left that led to a, a straight right. And then as he was falling, he landed another left. It, it was vicious. He was out cold. It was, it was good shots by Euros. He obviously got beaten up by Jonathan Pierce. But this is a guy who went to unanimous decision with Giga, hits way harder than anyone Chris Duncan has faced, and is a very, very 
well-rounded, talented mixed martial artist. He's a good striker. He is very strong for the weight class. The only question mark and the only issue is, will he get tagged? He's not super defensively sound. He allowed Medich to find his chin. He 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 gets hit. He he hits to get hit. However, Vyshlav Borshev on Contender Series dominated Chris Duncan. I mean, it was it was he ended up finishing him. A couple years later, yeah, one year later, a little less than one year later, Chris Duncan's another shot. Charlie Campbell on the Contender Series came in as an underdog. One minute and 43 seconds into the fight, Chris Duncan gets the finish with a counter right. Before that, two uppercuts that dropped him to his knees, a straight right that dropped him. He was dropped, I think, three times in that fight. And, and the uppercut was vicious. And, and so power to him for keeping his wits and staying in there, Omar Morales hit significantly harder than Charlie Campbell. I mean, it is, when you watch them, if you watch tape side by side of them, the sound difference, the speed difference, the the technical striking of, of Omar Morales is just, there's it's way sharper it's just quicker to the point it's not nearly as loopy he he mixes in combos he there was one combo against euros medic where he did a three a a, a one three so he 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 jabbed left hooked and then followed it with a straight right so it was a one three two and it was it looked great he circled out it was awesome and so you know i think when you're looking at, at a guy who can mix combos together against a guy who got rocked and dropped by Charlie Campbell and knocked out by Voshlov. And, and Voshlov's a great striker. I'm more just saying where, where we're at with Chris Duncan. I think Omar finds him. I think Omar knocks him out. The only thing you're fading is, does Omar get tagged first? And so you can hedge yourself with the fight ends in the distance, but the real bet here is, is Omar Morales at, at even money or the slight dog. So just to clarify, Reese is on Omar Morales Correct. over Chris Duncan, but Christian Duncan over Dusko Todorovic. Correct. Know your Duncans. Um, speaking of guys that got worked by JSP, Makwan Amirkani comes in at as a big dog, plus 380 range to yeah. Jack Shore coming off his first career loss is a sub to Ricky Simone. Yeah, that that worked. That worked over by GSP list is going to get very long. JSP, very fast. Yeah. yeah. But Maquan, Maquan's a guy I've never really been able to get a good read on. He's got very good submission skills, but that's about it. Um, he he put the pace on Lerone Murphy before he got KO'd brutally. Didn't have a single moment really with with Jonathan Pierce. Gassed out in the first. Losing to Camel Kirk, I mean, it, his wins are all over bottom tier, fringe, rostered UFC fighters. And so when you look at Jack Shore on the other side, a guy who is a high, high level prospect, a guy who is putting in good rounds against Ricky Simone before obviously losing. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't think it's crazy. I think the price point for Jack Shore is crazy, but I don't think that, that Mach 1 can be playable. 
I think if Maquan wins this, it's going to be by sub and it's going to be fast. So I, I think this is a pass altogether. You could add Jack Shore to your parlays, maybe, but it should be a one-sided Jack Shore performance, in my opinion. And I know that's not a crazy opinion because it's not crazy take because he's minus 500, but this is Jack Shore's fight to lose for sure. We're not here for crazy takes. We're here for smart takes, so no one hates it. So I'm trying to do. All right, on to the main card. Like I said, 4 p.m. Central Time. That is 10 p.m. Local Time by my math. We have fighting on Reese's birthday. Reese's Italian. Marvin Vittori. Yeah. Danny's Georgian brethren. Roman Delize. Vittori, a big favorite, minus 280 range. And that's the problem. You drilled it right there. That's the problem. 50-50 fight. I give it to Marvin. At that price point, it's a pass. Roman. Time and time again, Roman Delize has won as an underdog. I know. I know. I mean, what do you say about Roman? I mean, he dominated Jack Hermanson in, in awesome fashion. Beat up, beat up on Phil Hawes. Need in the clinch Kyle Dawkins brutally. Still finds himself here as a dog. What's he got to do, man? It's a good question. It's a good question. Beat Marvin Vittori. <laughs> um, Mar- the thing with Marvin is he's nearly impossible to finish and what i mean by nearly impossible is he's never been finished ever so that alone makes me lean marvin vittori because roman's path to victory needs to be a finish marvin's a very good point fighter he's a veteran he knows he knows he thinks he knows i guess how to win rounds i know a lot of people who listen to this are yelling he thought he won the Izzy fight. He's he's he doesn't know shit. He he knows he knows how to win rounds. Beat up on Paulo Costa. Beat Kevin Holland. Beat Jack Hermanson. Yes, they were all decisions. Yes, they weren't super sexy. Yes, he probably should have finished these guys. Who who a guy like Roman is finishing. But you got to look at each fight individually. And and when I look at a guy like Marvin Vittori, I look at a guy who's massive for the weight class. Young, getting better, and really mixing in the striking. Has good grappling. I don't know. I just don't think the leads they can finish him. So my guess is Marvin Vittori by decision, like every other fight. But the leads, they also has gassed himself. And that's really that could really hurt him if he doesn't get that first round. First round sub, because his striking is subpar. And yes, I know he finished... Kyle Dawkins, and I know he finished Phil Hawes, but his striking is subpar, I promise you. And and you're going to have a guy in Marvin Vittori who's game to go wherever Roman wants it. And so I think Marvin Vittori is the play. I think Marvin Vittori by decision is the way it happens. But I can't bet that line. 280 is 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 steep. I mean, it's it's too steep. Fair enough. I my heart tells me that I want to bet Roman Delizia at that big plus dog number, but I like you said, Vittori has found a way to beat non-elite elite competition. Yeah. Yeah, six I mean, years. He hasn't lost anybody not named Izzy or Whitaker. Yeah, I mean, that's what my heart's telling me too, is is Roman as a dog, but I, I don't see Roman subbing him. He's never lost by sub. Yeah. 
And I don't see Roman knocking him out. He's never lost by knockout. He's faced harder strikers than Roman. So it's, 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 it's more of a stylistic problem for Roman. Marvin's just might be too much too soon. And I know Roman's 34 or whatever, but. All right. Keeping it moving. Um, women's flyweight bout first time for Casey O'Neill back in the octagon since UFC 271. She is a slight favorite over Jennifer Maya. Yeah. Defying science here. I like Casey O'Neill. I'm really shocked by this line and I don't know if I'm betting a trap, which is my, which is what I feel Kinda like has right trap now. written all over. Right. She's the first time she's back since I think it was a torn ACL even. Yeah, it was, but she's one of the, one of the more higher touted prospects in a very long time. And so are you betting that number or are you just thinking you like that side of it? So the MMA capper in me wants to hammer that number, but the sports better in me, who's always scared of traps and, and wants to look at public money and, and ticket percentages is saying layoff because Casey O'Neill, in my opinion, should be minus man, 300 and plus in this spot. I mean, she is significantly better almost everywhere. Um, and, and think about it this way. Mannion Faroe was minus 510 against Jennifer Maya. You're telling me Casey O'Neill is minus 160? Marina Morose was minus 190, bro. And Casey O'Neill, 9-0, 25 years old. Extreme Couture, top prospect, is is minus one sixty. Yeah, fucking right. But I'm not. This is one I'm definitely not betting. But I'm also right not, like, that I've got to be a, like just tracking the other side of it. For Look, there's no, there's no scenario that this line makes sense to me, and so that's why I, even though I I have a feeling Casey O'Neill is going to go out there, dismantle Jennifer Maya, prove she's back. I'm not going to partake. I'll sit this one out. Fair enough. Speaking of sitting this one out, can I start a petition to get Brian Barberena off my UFC pay-per-view main cards? I would sign that permit. Per, uh, I would just, I would sign that. Well, how, what dirt does he have that he continues to be on these pay-per-view? I think main he's, cards? I think he's willing to throw all caution to the wind and finish or be finished. And I think Dana and slap fighting is backing this take. I think Dana just wants guys to be, killed <laughs> they either kill or be killed for entertainment purposes because oh, we go gunner nelson minus 370 yeah. for brian barbarina welter parlay gunner nelson I man that's all i got for you gunner nelson can strike with barbarina easily is gunner nelson, nelson a good fighter or is he just fighting brian barbarina that's why his numbers in the minus 300s so i always thought gunner nelson was a good fighter and then he took a really really long layoff after losing no, after beating Alex Oliveira. He beat Alex Oliveira with like one of the grossest, roughest elbows I've seen. It, it was a, it was an elbow from the top that just, or might've been from the bottom and it just split Oliveira open. One of the bloodiest fights I've seen. Instant stoppage. And then he, he it looks like he actually only waited three months after that. I thought it was much longer. Oh, so, so, so here's what happened. Yeah, split decision loss to Leon Edwards. Lost to Gilbert Burns. Then he took like a about a three-year laid off. Came back, beat Takashi Sato. Looked great in that fight. Um, look, when you look at just sheer, you cover up the names, you cover up the faces, and you show their MMA talent. It's just robots going through the motion. 
Gunnar Nelson is better everywhere, everywhere. And I hammered the Rafael Dos Anjos when he fought Brian Barberena because it is it, it just comes down to the fact that Brian Barberena, as game as he is to stand and bang, is not well-rounded enough to beat these high-level grapplers, high-level jiu-jitsu practitioners. Gunner's going to put him on his butt. Gunner's probably going to sub him. It probably happens fast. Last thing that needs to be mentioned. I would be remiss if I did not mention it. Jason Witt beat Brian Barberena. I repeat, Jason Witt beat Brian Barberena. If you don't know why that's hilarious, Jason Witt got left hooked by Josh Quinlan, knocked out by Philip Rowe, knocked out in 16 seconds by Matt Semselberger, knocked out in 48 seconds. You're not a big Jason Witt guy. No, I mean, how could you Transitive be? Transitive anyways, Brian Barberena. Anyways, he's good enough to beat Brian Barberena. Not good enough to beat Gunnar Nelson. It's Gunnar Nelson. Parlay him whatever you want. Feel safe about it. All right. Like, let me put it this way: If Gunnar Nelson loses this in front of his home crowd, he's done. He's 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 hanging up the gloves. He's Thirty-four yes. years old, trains as we and He's done. If he loses to Brian Barberena, he's done. And I'm and again, once again, I know I say this a lot. No disrespect to Brian Barberena. I'm sure he's a great dude. I love, he's entertaining when he stands and bangs and, and the Robbie Lawler fight was great. The Vicente Luque fight was great. I'm not nearly as courageous enough to go in there and do what he does. I'm not throwing that kind of shit. I'm just saying that when you spent too long on Brian Barberena. Cutting you off. We're getting into the meat and potatoes of the meat and potato card. Gaethje, Fiziv, lightweight, Comain, Fiziev coming in at a healthy favorite in the minus 225 range. There's one question that surrounds this fight. One singular question. Does Gaethje shoot? Gaethje has a phenomenal wrestling background that no one knows about because he never wants to use it. If Trevor Whitman makes Gaethje use it, Gaethje wins. Gaethje's good enough on the feet to engage with Fiziev. And and if he mixes in the wrestling, he can steal rounds and potentially put Fiziev out of his element. So at that line price, it's hard not to take a stab at Gaethje. If Gaethje does what Gaethje does and decides to not care if he wins or loses, but have fun, stand and bang, and play sock em, rock em robots, Fazeev's going to knock him out. I'm passing on the fight because I can't. There's too many question marks about what Gaethje's going to do. I'm surprised to see Gaethje come in with a number as big as it is in all reality. I... I'm not surprised he Fazeev favored, but I didn't think it was going to be approaching the 200 range. Uh, I'm very excited for this fight, but I'm kind of spooked by the number that you got to bet it at. I, I don't disagree with you. And, and that's what comes on a lot of this is a, a lot of this card comes at a price. I mean, Jack Shore is a great look, great, great look. Not paying it. Mikhaev. is a great look. Not paying it. There's I don't Jake know. Hadley. I, I don't think it's fair to be comparing this fight to those two, but I get what you're saying. But it, it's, or even, I mean, I just feel like the, the theme of this has been 50-50, I take this side, but at this price, it's too expensive. And it, it, we just did it with Vittori. You know, I want to bet the lead say, I, I want to bet Gaethje. I think that this might get to a point where I'm end, I end up betting Gaethje. Danny said the same thing on the phone the other day. I don't know. I'm not convinced. If 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 Trevor Whitman looked me in the eyes and said, Gagey's going to shoot for at least three takedowns, I bet Gagey. 
That's enough to do it for me. But I don't trust it. This one isn't five rounds, is it? No. But I've been watching Gaethje my entire life. And by my entire life, I mean his entire UFC career. Go in to the center and the middle, point at the people, and just throw all caution to the wind like nothing I've ever seen before. He got rocked by Michael Johnson, knocked out by Eddie Alvarez, knocked out by Dustin Poirier, beat up on some low-hanging fruit, subbed by Nurmagomedov, got knocked down twice by Michael Chandler, but also knocked him down three times. Like, what is Gaethje going to do? I think ultimately, if you have to bet, I, I, I think Fazeev gets it done. I really do. And I hate to say that because I love Gaethje. I just think Gaethje's going to fit into his game plan. It's what Gaethje does. Yeah. I, we'll see where I'm at by the time this fight comes up. Because I, like I, said, I, I could very well end up being on the Gaethje side, but I'm not. Hey, there. you and your Danny's right there with you, man. Danny, Danny tells me the literally word for word, the exact same thing. All he right. Says, Come fight night. I'm going to be here. Edwards, current welterweight belt holder, Usman three. We've seen this one. Like we saw 24 minutes of this one. What? Not even six months ago. Mm -hmm. Usman won 20 of those 24 20 of them. Dropped the first round, got a reality check, never to be seen again. <laughs> That's like what happened. It, it first round went to to Us or to Leon. Everyone goes, "Wow, Leon took down Kamaru. Wow, Leon got his back. Wow, what a what a performance there by Leon." And then rounds two, three, four, it's and all of five was exactly what you expected the entire fight to be. Kamaru is minus 2,500, or no, more. He's minus 12,500 12, going into the fifth round and then gets caught, and it happens a lot. And, so and does this one come down to game. whether he gets caught again, or do you think that Leon has a chance to outgame him? No, it's whether he gets caught or not. Because I think that when you come to – Leon's better as a technical striker. But Kamaru's wrestling and ability to put pressure and strength is too much. It's too much. And he, and he knows enough about the feet, standing on the feet to, to in theory, in theory, avoid a lot of the power shots. I think what happened is this. Kamaru Usman went on such a long, undeniable winning streak that he got comfortable. Whenever you get comfortable, you leave yourself set to get caught. Usman dropped his right hand completely, ducked into the kick. It was a phenomenal head kick. Leon got the finish fair and square. Not saying that. But it, it was a lapse of judgment on Kumaru's aspect that came from him being comfortable. When you look at, at Leon's record, you see a lot of guys that he needs to be finishing that he didn't. That's all there is to it. I mean, unanimous decision, Brian Barberani, unanimous decision, Vicente Luque, unanimous decision, Donald Cerrone, split decision over Gunnar Nelson, unanimous decision over an undersized RDA. 
Unanimous decision against Nate Diaz where he got wild. A lot of decisions for a guy that you just said needs to have that flash knockout to really have a chance here. Bingo. Bingo. I mean, if you told me on Saturday night at the end of this card that Leon won because by decision, because he out grappled or out point struck Kamaru, I would truly be shocked. Truly. We'd be, be reevaluating Kamaru and not Leon, though. True, truly. I, I truly would say that that seems unbelievable. That's what I would say. I would say one more thing I'd like to add, because I picked it Leon's Edwards or Leon Edwards' uh, record, and that's not totally fair. I would like to add on the other side, I think Colby Covington it would beat Leon Edwards. I truly believe that. I truly believe that. Well, Colby, I think, Colby's almost beaten Kamaru. I know. Both their fights were close close i think gilbert beats leon edwards yeah i mean this this when we were talking about this back in august it wasn't this is an awesome test for kamaru this is the best test he's had in a while let's let's right for leon it was this is the this is not the most toughest this is not the toughest test that kamaru's faced in his last five fights do what it reminds me of so much It's, it's impossible not to make this comparison so i know if people are rolling their eyes i'm sorry it reminds me of when Matt Sarah knocked out GSP. That is exactly what it reminds me of. The better fighter didn't win that night. The second they got their rematch, GSP smoked him. It, it's one of those things where in life as a whole, when you get complacent, when you get in business and anything, when you get complacent, you get comfortable, mistakes happen. Kamaru made a mistake. Kamaru dropped his right hand. Kamaru got caught. It happens. I'm willing to bet that we see the sharpest version of Kamaru we've seen. I'm willing to bet that he mixes in wrestling to keep it safe. And unless this is the one caveat to this, if that flash head kick KO hurt his chin a little bit, I mean, he's 34 years old. He's no spring chicken. Okay. That kick hurt. That kick hurt his butt a little bit. Maybe Leon gets the finish again. But when you look at the more talented fighter, the guy who will go down as the better fighter, the guy who is more dominant for longer, Kamaru every time. Take your are gift. Are you betting Kamaru or are you loading up on Kamaru? I, I am betting Kamaru. I'm not loading up on it because of the concerns. Is his chin, I mean, he's 34 years old. Could he get caught again? Absolutely. But I think 250 is a gift. I want to add that. I loaded up on Amanda Nunes when she got her rematch against Juliana Pena. Yeah. And I was nervous Your about that too. Minus 250 range. Yeah. And I, and I was nervous. I, I didn't load up nearly as much as I wanted to because there were questions about is what's does Amanda Nunes want to be here? Does Amanda Nunes want this? That I have none of those questions about Kamara. I have none at all. I think Kamara is going to go. I think he's going to be extremely game. And I think this is going to be the dominant one-sided championship performance that Kamara is used to presenting. I'm right there with you. And unfortunately, last week I was right there with Dan in the main event, Piotr Jan, too. Similar line range, but it's all right. I didn't say that out loud, did I? Yeah, that's me knocking on wood. Hopefully, because <laughs> Co- Kobe, you just bookmarked yourself. This is if, if Kamaru gets screwed over this weekend, if he loses, especially in dominating fashion, it's the Kobe curse. Don't agree with yeah. Kobe on the main event. It would be the Kobe curse, the country club, the country club golf curse. Anything else before we close up? Call it a week. Uh, all I want to say is it's going to be on YouTube. Um, we're always active on Twitter. And that I know it's been shoddy coverage uh, last couple of weeks, but I was really busy last week. Dan uh, is recovering and, and is busy this week. 
Kobe, I want to thank you for your dedication and a lot more of awesome ankle pick stuff to come. Hopefully we catch some winners. In person next week, UFC San Antonio. Looking forward to it. Yep. I would be there if I didn't have a wedding. Liar, liar. Kobe, where are you right now? I am at this moment in San Antonio. Reveal your your location, you bastard. That's what I'm saying. What's going on here? You're going to be watching watching the fight Saturday? Call off the wedding. You watching fight Saturday? This Saturday? Tomorrow? Of course. Of course. Okay. You going to wish me happy birthday from afar? course instacart me some beer birthday now happy birthday reese ball you're a good man hey guys much love all around let's get some what is up reese i would love nothing more (laughs) the audio didn't catch any of that somehow it's too loud do it again really yeah Oh, ha! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.